Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Going on, everybody. Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Connor Lawler, and I am not joined as always by my best pal, Mr. Sean Mead. He is away this week, so unfortunately, I'm all of my lonesome. Um, and you know, when that happens, Hero or Zero is normally going to be based around a Batman character. Um, so if you don't know, Hero or Zero is the show where we choose one comic book character. Every single week, we talk their good points and their bad points, and we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. So, I normally choose DC characters, and my podcast partner normally chooses Marvel characters, and unfortunately, as Sean isn't here, I get free reign to do whatever I want, which is kind of good. Um, and the last few times he was gone, I did Tim Drake, and then I did Damian Wayne, who are two of my favourite Robins, so I decided this week... I would do one of my favourite Batgirls, probably my favourite Batgirl, uh, which might be blasphemy in regards to Barbara Gordon, but we're not going to get into that. Um, If you could give us a like and follow or a star or whatever it is, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, it would really help us out. Um, But I'm not really going to do much plugging because, you know, it's hard to... How to improv off yourself, because I don't even know what I'm going to say. So I I can't come up with something smart, because I don't normally say anything smart to retort to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this one might be a bit of a weirder Hero Zero. It's a bit more straightforward. It's going to be a lot of information. I can only apologise, but it's a character that I feel very, I would say, passionate about. And I I think you guys should know more about her. Um, and that is, of course, I'm doing Cassandra Cain who is one of the Batgirls in the Bat family. Um, possibly one of the most interesting backstories of all, in all of comic books. And I just think she's an absolute fucking badass. So I think it's a character, by the way, that I think a lot of... A lot of people know Batman and Robin and they know Batgirl, but they don't know this Batgirl. Um, so Barbara Gordon is probably the one everyone knows. 
Uh, then she gets shot by the Joker, ends up in a wheelchair. There's a whole rigmarole. And eventually, a few years later in comics, a lot of years later, uh, in July 1999, in Batman 567, uh, Kelly Puckett and Damien Scott came up with the idea for Cassandra Cain. Um, and I think this character can only really be starred by telling you about her parents because they're a very vital part of uh, well, her existence in, in general. Most of us, to be fair, you could say that about all of us. But also in terms of her personality and what she's like and why she's like the way that she is. Um, so after many... This, we're going to start with the League of Assassins. And most reports don't normally start with just the League of Assassins, but that's where we're going to start this week. Because after many unsuccessful attempts to train children from birth in martial arts to make them basically, you know, killer machines from young, uh, David Cade, who was then a member of the League of Assassins, decided that you couldn't just take any children. And so David Cade is our first character in this. He is Cassandra's father. And he works for the League of Assassins. He's basically their best fighter. And he's like their like top, the top dog. And he decides that training kids from young is not cutting the mustard. Like, these kids are good, but what if we could, you know, make them the greatest ever? And so instead of training them from young and taking them from their parents, we'll just get the right genes so when they're bored... They're already going to be kung fu experts and they're already going to be killing people by like seven, seven or eight years old. I mean, saving time, saving energy. You can pay them a minimum wage, you're laughing. Um, I don't know actually if assassins get paid in wages, salary. I don't know what, it, every fortnight, I'm not sure how the pay structure works. Um, but yeah, so he decides he needs the right genes to create the perfect soldiers. The, the perfect one soldier that he wants. He wants one child who is, like, above all of them. And with Ra's al Ghul, who's the head of the League of Assassins at the time, he's like, good idea, brother. I think that's a fantastic plan. Kane then decides, well, I'm going to be the dad because my genes fucking fantastic. Um, and so he's like, I'm going to go look for the perfect mother and then we're going to, you know, just have a bit of fun, produce this child, and then we're laughing. We're set. Um, so Raish, perfect wingman, says, off you go. David sets off to find this, and he comes across uh, some sisters called the Wusan sisters uh, in Detroit. And these sisters, they practice martial arts basically every single moment of their childhood and every single like moment of their life, and they are probably the best fighters around. So he goes straight to them, and he finds their younger sister, Sandra, um, and he realises that Sandra, who's the youngest of them, she's actually holding back in a lot of the fights uh, out of love for Caroline, who's the older sister. And so he's like, okay, these two are both like the best fighters um, and I want to impregnate one of them. That is that is the plan <laughs> at the minute. But he's like, the younger one is holding back and letting the older one win. So obviously his genius plan he kills Caroline, the older one, to help Sandra reach her full potential. I mean, you can't reach your potential if your sister is still alive and you're still kind of letting her win fights. So, kills her, murders her, done. Caroline is gone. 
So Sandra, she's a bit sad about the whole thing. I don't know what, get over it, mate, really, he thinks. But he's like, you're the only one left. Um, He spares her life from death. So he's fighting her. Sandra immediately, of course, starts fighting back when he's beating Caroline to death. (laughs) And it's just like, maybe stop killing my sister. He then defeats Sandra as well. And he saves her from death on the one condition that she bear his child and leave the child for him to raise all by himself. I mean, he's the father who stepped up, I suppose, if you want to look at it like that. But also, iffy tactics in the terms of, I'll let you live, but you have to bear my child. Not not the best conditions, really. Um, and unfortunately, Sandra agrees because, you know, Debt is the other option. Um, And she then realises that without Caroline gone, she's going to basically go off and fucking train all of her life and eventually come back and to kill David. um, Or to kill the child or fight the child uh, to stop her reign of destruction. Because now she's going to give birth to the perfect child. So that is... How Cassandra comes about. So Cassandra is born. You might be thinking League of Assassins. There's been no mention of Batman. Bat Family. They come in later on. Because Cassandra is basically born in the League of Assassins. And raised in the League of Assassins. Um, And she's trained by her father. Basically to be the ultimate weapon. She is not taught how to speak. At all. She doesn't hear anybody talk. He keeps her away. Uh, from every single person so she's not exposed to anybody else on the planet other than him and he doesn't talk to her so she doesn't actually develop any speech and language processing in her brain now you might think okay well what's the advantage of that because what he does instead is that without words verbally she can only rely on body language And body language is what he wants her to rely on because that is how she would win a fight. Um, So instead of using words, she's able to read other people's movements and body language to recognize their thoughts without verbal communication and basically predict their next move in a fight. So even from like the age of zero, he's like, I'm just not going to talk to her and not let her hear any words or develop any language skills whatsoever. So the only language she knows is body language, which will then, in a fight, she will be able to predict like four moves ahead what the other person is going to do because she her brain doesn't work with anything else other than body language. Um, pretty fucked, but also kind of comic book cool. <laughs> the, ver- the perfect balance. Um, and so, yeah, th- this also causes her brain to develop learning functions. Um, learning functions different from most, basically. And she can't really talk or read or write or do anything, but she's like the killing machine. Um, and when she's five years old, he starts taking her out on assassinations just to kind of hang out, chill around. She's trained from like the day she's born and she's brought out on assassinations from the age of five. But she gets to the age of eight and David decides this experiment has progressed far enough and he's going to start testing her abilities in the real world. So he takes her to another assassination attempt. Attempt. This is from one guy called Faye Zool, who is a bookman uh, in Macau. 
And when they get there, he basically says to his eight-year-old daughter at this point, um, or maybe doesn't say, maybe points, body language, he can't understand words at this point. He's just like, you're the assassin. It's your job to kill them. So he's now getting his eight-year-old killing machine to be the assassin. Because he thinks that she is progress enough that she could actually do that. Cassandra has no idea what she's doing. And she kind of just believes it's a game. Uh, so she's like not quite sure of the seriousness of all of this. Like she's just been fighting him non-stop. So she doesn't really understand life and death and anything really. She has no concept of anything. Um, and so she strikes the death blow to uh, Faisal. Uh, which she was taught, because she's like, oh, this will be great. She she uses one of her moves. Faisal dies, and she's able to read the target, and she saw death as Faisal saw it in his last moments. Um, this basically leaves her emotionally scared. <laughs> like, she realises that murder, which is her father's profession, was wrong. And he turns up and he's like, You're, you did great. You did great, honey boo. Um, I don't know if he says those words, because at this point, he's a bit of a bastard. Um, But he's like, fantastic job, little killer. She uppercuts him and runs away, full on tears, runs away from the League of Assassins, runs away from everything, just leaves. And she cannot be found. And remember, she's eight years old, doesn't know how to speak, doesn't know how to understand language. She just literally leaves. Um, and that is how she comes into this world. And so for the next nine years, she is completely homeless. She's beating herself up mentally over what she'd done. And she just travels the world. And so she's 17 at this point uh, when she comes back in. And she comes back in in a Batman storyline called No Man's Land, which is a story, I think in like 2001-ish, maybe 99, Um Sorry, it might be, yeah, 99 I think it is. And so uh, Gotham is destroyed by an earthquake and basically detaches itself from the United States and it's a whole series of events. But the, the city's in fucking disarray. There's gangs everywhere. There's all sorts of problems happening. Cassandra turns up and she enters Gotham City during No Man's Land. And she become, she came to be a courier for Oracle. Even picking up rare delicacies. By the way, Oracle is the first Batgirl. So that is Barbara Gordon. She's the woman in the chair. She's the smartest person in all of DC. She's always running everything to do with the Bat family. Um, Oracle took her on as a student and tried to teach her how to read and write because Barbara's a very nice person. And over time, Barbara began to see that Cassandra had training and skill but had been abused um, and Cassandra became involved with the Bath family after seeing their hand, the handiwork of her father, David, and realising that he planned to kill Commissioner Gordon. So she's only 17, she gets to Gotham, she's just doing errands for Oracle at this point, and then she realises my father's going to try and kill her father. And she confronts David Kane and she saves Commissioner Gordon. Um, and... It's at this point that after she saves Commissioner Gordon, the Batman and Oracle kind of come to a bit of a meeting and they're like, she's incredibly trained, she's just raw skill, um, and they decide to give her the Batgirl costume with the blessing of both of them. That they're like, well, it's better to have her on our side than against us, so obviously we'd like to have her with us, this little killing machine. 
Um, and as the no man's land story wears on, the new Batgirl is introduced to the rest of the family with varying levels of acceptance, and and she usually acts as the Batman's watchful eye. Um, and so this is that's kind of how she comes into the Batgirl role, and that she saves Commissioner Gordon, and they realize that she's really skilled, but she has she's been abused in some way in her past, and she's got a lot of trauma. And, I mean, what better place to go to if you've got lots of trauma than with all the trauma kids in the Bat family? Uh, and, the, and the king of trauma himself. Um, so, despite her notable handicap of being unable to talk, read, or write, Cassandra did remarkably well, capable of understanding others' in- intentions due to her ability to read body language. Uh, she's a more than capable listener, despite the fact that she couldn't process their words or reply to them. It was this trait that made her one of Batman's most loyal and trusted followers. Batman loves someone who doesn't talk back. That is probably the me- the message that we're trying to get across here. Uh, notable bastard himself, Batman. The running successes and fi- final understanding of her mission as Batgirl allowed Batman to give her the privilege of actually running solo in Gotham City on the condition that she faced no costume criminals. So that is like Joker, Bane, Two-Face, Penguin, but she's allowed to fight and everyone else. That's kind of, he thinks it's for her own protection, but really she would just murder all of those people. Um, from going undercover in Madras with Madrid, with Batman, to saving local heroes from the mob, Cassandra basically starts to impress as the Batgirl. Especially when, despite Batman's warnings, she actually goes face to face with a metahuman and wins the fight. That is how good she is. She even managed to, despite her restriction to Gotham City, make it on the reserve member list of Young Justice. That is, because I think, like, Robin and Nightwing, they know how good she is. So they put her on the reserve list for Young Justice as well. But Cassandra's career was not only the thing, it was not the only thing that was growing, as in the background, Oracle and Batman started to, they started to drift away, uh, where, because Batman was seen more as a father figure in Cassandra's eyes, but David Kane also wanted his daughter back. And so Oracle's kind of like telling Batman, you need to like stop using her. Because, but Batman's like, she's fucking fantastic. She listens to all my mad plans. I'm going to break a load of spines and she's going to join me. I mean, what could go wrong? So Batman learns about Cassandra's past when Kane, when David Kane sends a tape depicting Faisal's death to the Batcave. To basically fuck her out. So her father sends the tape of her killing Faisal when she's eight. Batman continues to accept Cassandra instead. Things become more strained when a runaway psychic actually... There's a whole storyline where this psychic um, turns up, alters her brain so that she can understand words. But as a side effect, she loses her ability to read body language. and And does her ability to fight properly. So between you and me... I think they wrote the idea that she understands body language and then realised very quickly that she's going to have to start understanding words at some point. <laughs> and so they were like, right, Psyche comes along. Also because she's basically fucking in the unkillable, indestructible at this point. Like, she, she cannot be beaten. So how do you stop her? They kind of nerfed her slightly. In that, okay, she can now understand words, but she's forgotten all of her body language training and will have to relearn it. Um, Batman takes away her costume at this point and begins retraining her because she has, like, without that, she seems very lost. Um, Their training does look ineffective, though. And that's kind of in part because Cassandra doesn't really... 
like she doesn't put her all into relearning everything like if you had all of these skills and then suddenly you just lost them like it seems to her like such a big ordeal to then go through years again of learning all of it over again um, and so she just kind of wants to roam the streets of Gotham by herself just like she has a bit of a debt wish at this point that she doesn't really care because what does it all matter if they can just take it away um, it was during this uh, these unauthorised vigilante outings however that she encounters her mother now the person I'm going to introduce as her mother is technically Sandra from earlier on but Sandra has now got away and become the greatest fighter in DC Comics Lady Shiva now uh, if you don't know who Lady Shiva is think of basically the best of the she's, she never loses a fight so Lady Shiva has taught Batman to fight. Lady Shiva has taught everybody to fight. Um, if if you were fighting Lady Shiva, you've lost, basically, in all DC comic books. That's kind of canon, really. Um, very, very, very few people um, in terms of canon have ever defeated her in hand-to-hand combat. And so she is Cassandra's mother. So David Kane, who's the head fighter of the League of Assassins, is her father. And Lady Shiva, the greatest fighter in DC comic books, is her mother. So you can understand why she is also one of the most feared fighters in all of comic books in terms of DC. Uh, And so Cassandra basically is on these vigilante outings and she runs into Lady Shiva. Lady Shiva immediately knocks her out, doesn't even take notice. Um, but and when Cassandra wakes up, she's like, "Why didn't you kill me?" And Lady Shiva's like, "I kind of came to Gotham because I knew you were my daughter to kind of lure you out and fight you, but you're not really a challenge." Um, but uh, but Cassandra explained that like she's not a challenge because she's lost her ability to read body language and stuff. Like if she had that, I would totally fuck you up, bro. Don't know if she says that word for word, but that's the vibe. So Shiva recognises that Cassandra's missing some skills. Lady Shiva doesn't like this because she's like, I don't want to beat you. How good Lady Shiva is, is that she's like, I don't want to win if you are at like 70% power. I want to train you. So Lady Shiva says, I will train you to get your skills back. But in exchange, in one year from now, 365 days, we will face again and fight to the death. Um, and so Cassandra's like right so I get my skills back for one year but I did have to face you next year in a fight that I will definitely lose and die and Lady Shiva says that's the deal so Cassandra agrees because she wants her skills back Um, so she begins training immediately going after every talented fighter she comes across in order to gain more skills as well Uh, she hears how notorious the Joker is and one of my favourite Cassandra's Kane facts is that she actually frees Joker from prison in order to apprehend him again in order to gauge how just how good he was that's the level we're talking here with Cassandra Kane that she's like I'll just release the Joker I'm just gonna fuck around and find out and I'm just gonna put him away just to see how good he is and test myself Uh, it wasn't even long after this that Batman gave her her own cave to work from and to train away. Uh, she defeated Bizarro. She's fought Supergirl. She fought Shadow Thief. Um, but these activities did not go unnoticed by Batman and Oracle. 
and knowing about Cassandra's match with Chivas, so the two of them know that in a year, that's well, it's counting down now, so it's probably like six months, they're like, you, she's going to have to fight Shiva, and Batman's like, she's definitely getting fucking murdered, and so Oracle's like, is there any way we can try and talk her out of it? Um, and so Oracle tries for months and months and months to protest and be like, why, do, just don't fight her. But the fateful night arrives, Cassandra has to face Shiva on the rooftops of Gotham City. Barbara actually tries to talk her out of it, but in response, uh, Cassandra hits a nerve, uh, hits a nerve strike on Barbara Gordon and basically just like takes her out. And it's just like, she apologizes as, she do, as she's doing it, but she's like, I have to do this. So she leaves to face her fate of fighting Lady Shiva one year on from getting the skills back. And you'll never believe this, but uh, uh, Shiva wins the battle within about four minutes. Shiva absolutely just murders her own daughter. Um, She kills her. She kills Cassandra uh, with a shot to a nerve cluster near the heart, immediately stopping her heart. Um, After the battle, however, within the temple devoted to her, Lady Shiva brings Cassandra back to life. Um, with her one price, a rematch, this time with the Death Wish satisfied. So, la- so the- this is actually really, really, I-, I really love this idea. So Lady Shiva's like, you wanted to die. Like, I got the sense that you wanted to die, so I killed you, and then I brought you back to life, and now we're going to fight again, but now that your Death Wish has been satisfied, you're actually going to fucking fight me properly, because I want that actual battle here. That is how cool Lady Shiva is. Um, so Cassandra obliges and they have a fight and Cassandra wins the rematch. She became the first to ever defeat Lady Shiva in martial combat. Uh, however, she spares Shiva's life, uh, who does not like this. And she vows to return to kill Cassandra whenever she next gets the chance. So she actually defeats Lady Shiva and she's the first to ever do that in, in DC, in martial combat. And uh, Lady Shiva, she gets away, but she's not happy that she's been spared. It's kind of one of those like other where she's like, "Kill me if you're going to, if you're going to do it, you should kill me." Um, and so then what we have is she returns to Gotham. She's now defeated her mother. She's kind of like fully like rounded as a character. She's also now got a bit out of her angry and depressive state. As well, like, her death wish is satisfied because she's now, like, the she's had, she now has a reason, like, to keep going. Like, she's actually found something in fighting her own mother. Um, and she knows where she came from now as well, which is another thing. Because there was mystery about who her father was, who her mother was. Um, and so the problem is that she decides that fighting her mother isn't enough. There's one person left that she needs to end it with. And the person that, of course, she has to take out is her father, who who basically used and abused her. She's a victim of him since she was born. And so she decides he needs to pay. And so she finds the name of the doctor who had worked on the experiments um, on her. And she breaks into the back cave, finds out who was doing it, and, trace, and traces them down. Um, at the same time, by the way, I don't know if anyone's heard my Deathstroke review, but his daughter is Ravager which is Rose Wilson, she was also experimented on in all of these experiments to try and create the perfect 
daughter. That's going to come up in a few minutes. <laughs> That's the only reason I mentioned her. But uh, Cassandra continued to hunt for her father, trailing the streets. She followed the trail only to find a woman ki- killing several girls strapped to a table. So she walks in this scene and there's this woman called Mark uh, who's killing all of these girls. Um, and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? But uh, the woman, Mark, explains that David Kane and Deathstroke created all of these girls. This is a new breed of girls to fight where Cassandra left off. So this is like the next generation of like the perfect killing gar- machines that they were building. And this woman is going around killing them all, putting out, putting them out of their misery one by one. Um and so Cassandra explains her plan. Look, I want to kill David. You want to kill David and uh, Deathstroke. Let's join together and we'll take them out. Uh, while they were tracking him down, they actually then find Rose Wilson, um, who is Ravager, who's the daughter of Slade Wilson. And she's there and they're like, you, you also don't like your own dad. You're coming in with us. So the three of them join together. And they they come together to hunt the men responsible for like all of their a lot of their abuses. Um, and so they track them down to a training compound for this new breed of women. But um, Deathstroke obviously knows that they're there. And using the new armor of girls, he attacked the three of them. A massive fight breaks out and continued until Deathstroke actually blows up the building, um, taking out the two other girls. So Cassandra's left by herself, but she manages to work out her father's plan when she overhears him on the phone to Deathstroke and she realizes that he's going to try and kill someone in Gotham because he's looking to shake Gotham to its core and realizing who he's trying to kill is Oracle. So she's like, my father's going to kill Oracle to try and shake Gotham to its core Um. And she turns up and she's like, I'm going to make sure this doesn't happen. So she turns up, she saves Oracle and her and her father fight atop the roof opposite opposite the clock tower in Gotham City. And there's this massive fight between the two of them. Um, Kane is mock like David, her dad, is mocking her skills and he tries to use her own emotions of belonging against her. And it's this really, really great battle in comic books. But eventually, she manages to conquer her own demons, demons and she throws him off the fucking building. But he manages to hold on. At, you know, like the classic movie thing of like him holding on to one fucking thing. Um, and watching as he slipped, Cassie basically has this... Uh, Cassie or Cassandra has this whole thing in her head where she's like, do I save him or not? Because, of course, the Batman thing is you have to save him no matter what happens. But then she's also raised to be like, this guy is literally the worst person I've ever met and the reason for all of my problems. And so this is going through her head. It's going through her head. And it's got like the training Batman gave her and the training that she received from him. And eventually she decides, okay, I'm going to try and save him. And she makes a lunge to try and save his life just as Batman and Robin arrive. But she couldn't grab his hand in time, but he is saved uh, by a lower rooftop and is sent to the hospital by Batman as they help Cassandra. Um, Batman, seeing that Cassandra had finally dealt with her demons, made the gesture of adopting her as he had the others in the family finally cementing her for the love 
uh, for her the love of a father she had always craved so that's a nice way to end the, the story here in that like she overcomes her demons with both of her parents and then like it's there's a gr- it's just a lovely scene in comic books where Bruce is finally like I've adopted you You're like you, this is your family now they're not your family we're your family we're going to look after you um, I will say this is all pre-New 52 uh, just because I, I really like that whole story and I like a lot of the stories that she's involved in there and I just love the fact that everyone in the Bat family is fucking terrified of her like they're all like yeah she will kill us if it comes to it like she would kick the shit out of Batman if it came to it I think she's taking Batman out in a fist fight um, it'll be close if she fought all of them I take fist fight I think she takes like the rest of them out quicker Batman lasts the longest but I think she will eventually beat him as well um, so yeah the powers and abilities of Cassandra Cain uh, there's a lot of information but I just think it's a nice story from the character Um so if you're still with me, powers and abilities, we have unarmed combat, uh, Cassandra is one of the greatest martial artists in the whole world, and is a master assassin. Um, some of her feats include shattering brick and stone as well as a sword, she has used nerve strikes and pressure points, she has dodged bullets at point blank ranged, range and even disarmed a good man before the bullet could hit her. Uh, she's invented her own styles of techniques, she can lift about twice her weight and carry 230 pounds while running. She's also completely undefeatable because she now also has the body language reading thing again. Lady Shiva trained it to, uh, back into her, so she's now like, she just knows exactly what you're going to do before you even do it. Um, she has obviously intellect, she's got some detective training from the rest of the Bath family, uh, she's a weapons master, she's a weapon basic with every single, ma- or she's a master with every single weapon. Um, and yeah, she's got all of the the current uh, the bat, the bat family goods like batarangs, um, backlaw, all the usual stuff. Um, and she is my cool little note about Cassandra Kane is that she is known as the one who is all by some of Lady Shiva's students. And what that means is the one who is all, as she is the o- one of the only humans to ever defeat Lady Shiva in battle. And so that is what they were... There's a great scene where she turns up to uh, her mother's, like... Her mother is training, like, a new school of students. And she turns up and they all refer to her as one who is all. Because they're like, she's our teacher, but you defeated our teacher. And she's seen as, like, this fucking deity. Like, this god amongst them. Um, She also became the first Batgirl to get her own ongoing self-titled comic book series in the year 2000. Which is just pretty cool. Um... And my one piece of trivia is that Cassandra has scars all across her back from bullet wounds made by her father during her childhood training because he, remember, bastard. So not fantastic. But Cassandra Cade is, I think, one of the best Bath family members. She's certainly the most dangerous, uh, one of my favourites. And I could not recommend enough just maybe reading a few stories with her in it just because she's so fucking cool and... I mean, if you're looking for a cool character in the Bat family and you don't really like Batman or Nightwing or Robin, she's, like, really fucking great. Uh, Just as a character in terms of backstory, in terms of what she went through, all that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, I think that's it for my report on Cassandra Cain. Um, 
We're to do a lot of talking all by myself. Sean will be back next week. Um, we did release a movie Mondays this week. And we also released a Pirates of the Caribbean review over on our Patreon. Um, which you can get access to hundreds of hours worth of content over there for loads of movie reviews and series reviews. So if you'd like to even just donate the price of one coffee a month, uh, it's just down below. It really helps the, the show and it really supports us. Um, as I said, if you give this a like and follow, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, we have a merch store, the link is down below, we've got a Facebook group, which is Detective Diddleman's Discussion Group, we've got an Instagram, a Twitter, and all that stuff, they're all down below, but most importantly, everyone take a breath, we did it, just tell one human being that we exist, please, just a one, I've done both sides of that, let's not get into it. I have been Connor Lawler, and we shall see you all next week, guys, for another episode of Weird News. See you then. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.